0: Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. Over the last couple of programs, we've had a chance to talk about some very interesting things, but in doing the research to be sure that we were both meeting a need and addressing it according to God's Word, there are some topics that keep popping up. We're going to talk about those today, and there are those programs that have content advisories in advance. This is one. Here's the deal. If you choose to listen, and I hope you do, we are going to change your level of accountability and awareness. So if you don't want to be accountable and aware, turn off now. Hope you don't. But Herman, before we begin,
1: we really need your prayer. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to uh, share again your word and your truth rather than human wisdom. I pray for your insight to each and every person that's listening so that they can grab a hold of your word and make it part of their life in your precious name. Amen. Amen.
0: Herman, the thing that keeps coming up as we talk about these things is, am I in a make it or break it relationship. We have our our Facebook page and our website, and there are all these comments. People are reading our stuff going out. That's great, but they don't see that we're getting what's coming back in. And some of the things that are coming back in, there are just no words to tell you what is my heart, hurt, sadness, helplessness in this storm of life. And then the friends are all writing saying, you deserve
1: better. Go ahead and leave. It is so common, this is so common to hear people talk about it this way. What too often happens is we get so focused on what we want as opposed to what's good for the relationship. Now, do you see a common theme in that just off the top of your head before we go on? What's the common theme? Relationships are crummy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, relationships are crummy, but what is driving that type of a statement? What do you think is driving that type of a statement? Love stinks. Love stinks, but it's the problem that's driving the statement. The problem, when I make it about me, that problem? That's exactly right. If you end up getting to the place where you say, I can't take it anymore, just notice the subject of that sentence, I I can't take it anymore. It's the problem that's driving this whole conversation. But that is that is another issue. Let's go back to what you were talking about here as as what you saw. Okay, well,
0: <laughs> I thought the problem was that love stinks, and now you're saying, no, the problem is the problem we're always talking about, that I make it about me and the solution, making it about someone else. But with you saying that, here's what's interesting. I have an email that came in to us, and... Someone is talking about the testimony that they've seen someone in their family living out. And it says this, How long How long do I stay in a loveless marriage? How many couples find themselves asking this question? When is it okay to say, I just can't do this anymore? One of the most powerful testimonies I know is my mother's story. There is no nice way to say it. She is married to an ugly man. He is not kind with his words. Very demeaning, he despises her children to the point that they don't want to come over. He's a drunk who does not work and has left several times. The last time he left, he had to have back surgery and needed someone to help care for him. There was no other one other than my mom who was willing to do this. As we sat there discussing what she should do, the real question that was asked was, not how long,
1: but who, who was she going to trust? Hmm. Wow such a powerful statement such a powerful statement and more than likely that type of a statement is what is inside of the majority of relationships either party man or woman will have those type of statements and notice again let's type back very very quickly notice again where all of this tends to come from it's a focus on me i'm not getting what i want And it's a focus on this concept of mutuality. They aren't providing me what I want. And therefore, I'm tired of having to deal with this relationship. But let me
0: camp out there for just a second. This whole concept of mutuality, we talked about that before, where
1: mutuality is false. That's right. And what happens, that question is driven from unfulfilled expectations out of the other person. That question is driven primarily from they aren't doing what I would like them to do and therefore I'm tired. We talk about it this way, I'm okay with tired in but I'm not okay with tired of because tired in means I'm just doing it and it's wearing me down physically, that's okay. If I'm tired of, that is typically an expectation that's not being met by somebody else.
0: Okay, the last time we were together, you said you were talking about learn, apply, and serve. And here in these questions, I'm starting to see where the first three programs that we were doing all are coming together at this one point. Am I serving me and my expectations, or am I doing what
1: God's asking Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, what we read last time is the verse that everybody needs to pay attention to that answers this basic question of how long. 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse four. What is the very first word, very first statement that's made that the Apostle Paul is giving to us through the wisdom of God on how a relationship is supposed to work? It starts off, love suffers long. Now, that that I, I like suffers long much better than I do patient. Even though we use patient in our definition, people don't understand the concept of suffers long. When you talk about patient, you think about standing in the 10 items or less lane less than 15 seconds. That's <laughs> that's that, not that's, that's patience to me. But suffers long. Here's the concept of suffers long. It's the 78 year old father still praying for his 55 year old son who doesn't know the Lord. That's suffers long. That carries with it the concept of marathon rather than sprint. Okay, but that's a father
0: praying for his son. The son's theoretically not in the house. This is a woman in a marriage where the guy is treating her bad. And the truth is I have seen Facebook posts the other way around where the guy's complaining about his unfaithful wife who doesn't appreciate him, doesn't respect him. And the answers are almost the same if I covered him up. You wouldn't know that we were talking about a man or a woman. So then she writes, and and this is what's amazing. She said, I would love to tell you that he has changed through the example of her loving and caring for him. Though we have seen some softening, he is
1: not by any means loving. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that is what everybody wants. Everybody wants the magic formula. And if I just go do the 15 elements of uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, I'm going to have the result that I want. And I'm going to have it now. That's yeah, exactly what we think. Is
0: that wrong for me to expect a checklist? Because after all, <laughs> I want what I want, and I want it now. And maybe that's the clue to the problem. That's I right. Want.
1: And it all starts with that very first statement there love suffers long it is something that is not willing to put a condition on the amount of time and it's not willing to put a condition on the behavior either so the issue for what this wonderful email is is sharing with us what this wonderful email is sharing with us is the idea that this is a lady that has decided that it has nothing to do with the behavior of the husband And it has nothing to do with the behavior of the children. It has everything to do with her own behavior as she stands before the Lord. That's what we talk about all the time as it relates to these type of situations. Who am I really here to please? Am I here to please the people around me? Am I here to please myself? Or am I here to please God? I want all of my emotions tied up in one thing. Am I doing what God asked me to do? That's where I want my emotions tied up. Am I doing what God wants me to do?
0: But in the meantime, go to our website, greatrelationships.com, or if you can't get to the computer and you don't want to find us and like us on Facebook at GRNumeral8Relationships, then give us a call at 1-800-819-4293. Again, that's 800-819-4293 or GRNUMERAL8RELATIONSHIPS GREATRELATIONSHIPS.COM
2: GREAT DEFINITIONS FOR GREAT RELATIONSHIPS WE HAVE ALL ASKED, WHAT IS FORGIVENESS? FORGIVENESS IS NEVER ABUSING THEM WITH THE WRONG THEY DID TO YOU EVER AGAIN NOT IN THOUGHTS, WORDS, OR ACTIONS GREAT RELATIONSHIPS PURSUING THE BEST in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now.
3: Jackhammers, saws, pliers? Is your toolbox complete? Add some critical thinking tools to your kit as you listen to Worldview Academy's Bill Jack with simple tools for brain surgery.
2: Images are the most powerful tool for communication in today's culture. They shape the way we think without our even noticing and every advertiser knows it look around you right now what are the images you're seeing saying to you perhaps you're driving by those countless billboards at line america's roadways almost everyone is selling selfishness buy this brand of toothpaste and you'll be sexy eat at joe's and you'll experience true joy but remember only christ offers true joy and his words tell us to take every thought captive to make it obedient to him always examine what you're seeing lest you be taken captive by the world another simple tool for brain surgery.
3: To add more tools to your kit, go to worldview.org.
0: We're back. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. At the beginning of the first block, we had a program content advisory, and I'm going to restate that. Unless you want to up your game and your accountability level, don't listen, but we hope you'll stay around. Before the break, we were talking about how a woman's mother and how she was dealing with her husband was a living testimony to her. And her real question was, how many people are like this? How
1: long do I have to stay in this relationship? He has fallen out of love. Yeah, there is so much of that. The issue is all driven from the problem. It's the reason why we talk so much about The problem and the solution, the problem is we make everything about ourselves, and every one of these type of comments fall from that type of thinking.
0: Okay, then let me ask you this, because she continues in her email, right? She's talking about the scenario and, and how long and everything, and she says, I would love to tell you that he had changed through her loving and caring example. Though we have seen some softening, he is not by any means loving. So my question again is, is there an answer to how long? How long do I have to continue
1: how long does God continue with us how long did God ask Hosea to deal with Gomer How long did God ask Job to deal with the situation? It's totally in God's time. It has nothing to do with our time. Our issue is we get into this idea that if it's not going the way that I want it to go, then I need to bail out. That is what drives the relationship in the exact wrong direction. Okay, but let me ask you, because on these Facebook posts, right,
0: all these social network things, I have seen both men and women say basically how long, and I need you all to agree with me that I'm free to go. And the common
1: comment across the board is, you deserve better. Right, and notice where that's going. It's right back to the problem. This is the reason why we talk about it It's so simple. People make it so complex by trying to figure out these angles to try to make themselves seem right by getting out of the relationship. The real problem is it's not about me, it's about pursuing the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. That's what the whole issue is about. Okay, I just heard you say that, pursuing another's best, patiently, kindly,
0: sacrificially, unconditionally. But my flesh immediately jumped up and of course, the number one response is you deserve better. Right. But the top four immediately behind it are, well, we're no longer in love or we don't know
1: each other or God's given me peace. Well, now think about this. Now think about this. What is the mother doing right? The mother is doing something that is so important for all of us to pay attention to. She is going to God's word and saying, you said it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to God's word and I'm going to take the fundamental choice in life, which is to trust God and not trust myself. What every one of these other people are doing, saying you deserve more, you deserve better, you deserve a life that will make you happy, that isn't what God is saying to this mother. This mother is specifically saying and listening to God saying, you know what? If you do this, there are eternal rewards for you. There are eternal rewards for your behavior here, and I want you tied up in emotionally responsive comments to me, meaning God that I am doing what is right. That's what God is wanting her to be thinking, because she's tying directly into Galatians 6-9, which is to not tire of doing what's right. So let me be sure I get this. All my friends in social
0: media, on Facebook, everything else, are telling me I deserve better and all these other comments. And you're saying, God is saying, it's not whether they deserve it you're treating them because of how you love me.
1: That's right. God is asking us to do his word, and as we do his word, we are showing that we are pursuing his best. That's how we show love to God. You cannot, I cannot sit here and say that I love God, and I'm going to ignore that love suffers long. Okay, so if I say to you, though, God's given me peace. That's right. I've heard that more than once. <laughs> I've heard that more than once. The discussion is about something that is blatantly stated in God's Word that it's wrong. It could be as simple as a couple saying, God has given us peace about living together rather than getting married. Or God has given me peace about going for a divorce as opposed to staying together. Or God, you can just fill in the blanks. The difficulty with that is That would imply that God is saying something special to them, and to the rest of us, he's saying something different. That isn't how God works. God is a God of order, and everything he tells us in his word is what he is asking us to live by. I don't want to get into this huge
0: theological discussion, but it would seem to me then that the question is God's permissive will in our lives, and what is God's best for us? So if I say God's given me peace, he's not going to contradict him. I do have the freedom to do something, but what
1: my action may not be God's best. Yeah, if you want to assume that you're at peace and you totally may be at peace, I love to talk about it from the viewpoint of Jonah. Was Jonah at peace when he was asleep in the bottom of the boat? Yes, he was probably. And he was exactly 180 degrees out of God's will. Peace is not the standard. The standard is, am I doing what God asked me to do? That's the standard. And I will not know that unless I have a deep, abiding, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where all of the change comes from, is from his energy in us, as we saw in Second Peter chapter 1. So the issue for us is very, very simple. Will I do what God is asking me to do Or will I find some way to justify what I want to do? So
0: once again, we come back to that fundamental question. All right, then let me ask you this. So the daughter is writing in this email. I would love to tell you that he had changed through her loving and caring for him. Though we have seen some softening, he is not by any means loving. Now, her
1: mother's married to this man. What if she wasn't? Does that change the game? Yeah, it changes the game, but not the totality of the game. The change for this situation would be God is asking her to stay in this relationship because he hates divorce, even though he did allow for it in Deuteronomy, as we see, and we'll talk about that in the future. He hates divorce because divorce, and this is something we're going to learn in the future, divorce separates a man and a woman, and a man and a woman in a marriage done right is the best example of the image of God. And that is what most people don't know and they don't see it that way and I'm can't wait to share this with the audience but the issue for a person that is not married it is a different relationship in a relationship that is just between two people you can have conditions But in a marriage, it is unconditional from the viewpoint of a man is to be unconditional in his love toward a wife, and a wife is to be unconditional in her respect toward the man. In a a relationship, you can have boundaries that are different than that, and you can decide to leave. Nevertheless, it all still comes under the umbrella of love, which is to pursue the best patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. I want to go back to one simple thing. I don't care whether you're married or whether you are single. Every relationship will stand or fall on the solution. Am I to seek the best for another person, pursue their best or not? God is asking that of us, to pursue the best. Paul, I am to pursue your best. And part of pursuing your best is to bring things to your attention that you may not want to hear. It's not just that we have this wonderful Caring relationship, pursuing the best, carries both of the concept of what's tough and what is emotionally connecting.
0: Wow. And in the case of a marriage, there is this unconditional bond between us that I am going to continue to serve. If we're not married, this unconditional love might actually be doing the right thing and peeling back the inappropriate ties in our relationship. Yes greatrelationships.com that's gr numeral 8 relationships.com find us and like us on facebook at gr numeral 8 relationships or easier still you can give us a call at 800-819-4293 again that's 800-819-4293 we'll be back right after this
2: Great thoughts for great relationships. Victims are focused on getting their circumstances and those around them to change, not on changing themselves. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how
3: you're always praying for a sign from God that you're meant to go to seminary, this is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down, www.gsot.edu, gsot.edu, or call 877-476-8674, 877-476-8674. Now get going. Now, I did my part. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages, all relationships. The Bible offers the solution. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-Numeral-8-relationships.com. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.
0: Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. We're back, and before we return to the program, little content advisory. You might not want to listen because continuing on with this program will raise your level of awareness and, consequently, your level of accountability. Herman, before the break, we were talking about, bottom line, how I treat someone isn't based on how they treat me or whether or not they deserve it, but my relationship with God and how he is asking me to reflect that relationship and how I deal with others.
1: That's exactly right. The Lord has set the standard. Unfortunately, too many times in a relationship, we do something that is constantly looking at the other person, and we believe that the standard is their behavior, as opposed to, no, the standard is actually my behavior before God. That's the standard. It doesn't matter what they're doing, for the most part. It does matter what I'm doing, because I will stand before God one of these days, and I'm going to account for everything that I did, and God's standard in a relationship that we're just reading about is stated very clearly in 1 Corinthians thirteen four through 7, that we are to be focused on suffering long and all the other 14 elements.
0: Okay, so let, let me ask you, you know, sometimes we ask questions. And I really think when we ask the questions, like in this case, we're hoping that the details will give us justification to
1: not do what God's asking. In fact, what I love about this question is the simplicity that each one of us hopefully could put in our brain which is this Wow if that mother can do that that doesn't give me any excuse because my situation is not that bad that is what I love about that particular situation some people would say oh it's so narrow it doesn't apply to me yes it does it applies to you because that probably is not as bad of a situation that you're in. You really have no excuse. <laughs> it's really what I'm saying. Oh, he's just he's just putting his feet on the couch too much of the time and I just hate him for that. Or he's or she's just not as organized as I'd like her to be. Oh, I hate her for that. That's ridiculous.
0: But one of the blessings or curses in social network is that it lets us reflect who we are. And we tend to do things by committee. Mm -hmm. Right? Didn't everybody see how bad it is? Therefore, I'm justified. Exactly. So before the break, you were saying, if we weren't
1: married, it changes this. Well, it doesn't really change it ultimately because you are still being asked to pursue another person's best patiently, kindly, sacrificially and unconditionally. There are different standards for the relationship, meaning there are boundaries that you may not want to abide by because they just don't meet God's standard. Because they're meant for this is a marriage relationship. Right. This is not. That's right. Don't confuse them. There are situations of couples that that aren't married and they're struggling with each other, that's the time for you to go, okay, I'm not going to go forward with this. What about the daughter
0: who's watching this? Or what about all the friends on Facebook that say,
1: you deserve better? What about their thinking? Well, their thinking is the wrong thinking too much of the time, and their thinking is trying to get the mother to cease the relationship. Now, the, the the daughter in this particular case has some very important issues to work on on her own. She more than likely is not practicing the definition of love. More than likely, she's looking at her mother and going, what a great example, but she's looking at her uh, stepfather and basically saying, What a jerk. Well, she's violated what God has asked of her, which is to suffer long with him also. She concluded her email by
0: saying this. I see a woman who is faithful and has chosen to honor God above all. Before family and friends who do not understand. Above a husband who may never value the gift he has in her and the things she has given him. Someone who lets God's love live through her. If you asked her how long, she would tell you only God knows how long, but it really doesn't matter. What matters is my commitment to God and submitting to what he's really asked of me and the
1: peace and contentment that comes in that abiding. Absolutely. Love that because here's the issue for all of us. We're going to pay some consequences. The issue is, when am I going to pay those consequences? am I going to pay them now or am I going to pay them later? What this mother has decided to do is to not pay them later. She would potentially decide to opt out of some consequences of dealing with this man, and therefore her life would be better, but she's dealing with the consequences now. She's dealing with the consequences of a man who is not treating her correctly for the sake of not having to hear God say, I gave you a great opportunity to earn some wonderful rewards, and you don't get them. And that's what you meant by we're going to pay the consequences now Now or or later. later. That's right. She has decided that she is going to pay the consequences now, not later. I would implore each one of us to keep in mind that very thought. Is it now or later?
0: Wow. Thank you, Herman. And thank you for this opportunity to really think and to pray and discuss creating real relationships without demands, control, or regrets greatrelationships.com that's gr numeral eight relationships find us and like us on facebook at gr numeral eight relationships or easier still you can give us a call at 800-819-4293 again that's 800-819-4293 great relationships pursuing the best in work in life in love hey dad how did you and mom meet Oh, that was a long time ago. She was in my chemistry class in college. Chemistry class? Is that where opposites attract? No, that's physics. So how long did it take for you to fall in love? Fall in love? What are you talking about? You know, like on TV. A guy meets a girl and they fall in love. You know TV and the movies aren't real, right? Falling in and out of love, as you say, isn't how real life works. Real people don't fall in and out of love. They make a conscious decision to pursue another's best patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. You mean you can't just sprinkle some love
3: dust over their head?
0: I think it's time your mom and I talked about limiting your TV
3: time. Join us for our next Great Relationships program, where Herman will show us the difference between chemistry and physics. Great Relationships,
2: right thinking, right relationships, right now.